Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner. If you are a threat to our people, the United States will find you and take you out. Oh, he's like now. Liam Neeson, right? Because <laughs> this bill does raise taxes. They're wrong. It does not raise taxes. And I've said this before. So think from a wind farm in Iowa to a suburb in Chicago or from a solar farm in Nevada to a family farm in Missouri. How exciting is that? Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 354. All right, day 354, Joey abandoned our fellow Americans coming up now on the one-year anniversary of uh, all of this, but they've turned the page. They don't really care, do they? Uh, now look what's happened to the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan and it's, it's just so sad. Now it's a safe haven once again for terrorist organizations, as we told you it would be. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they took Iwan's al-Zawari out. Happy about that. A great piece by Piers Morgan today in the New York Post. Why is al-Qaeda in Afghanistan? Hmm, interesting question. I'll answer it for you, Piers. They're there because they are now once again a terrorist safe haven. He congratulated the president. And, of course, our great military and intelligence services for what they did. I mean, this guy was a kill, killer. 
But the problem is, and nobody, you know, everyone wants to go on that big victory lap. There's one big, huge, gaping hole missing in the discussion. And that is, why have we allowed Afghanistan after 20 years to, to get back in the hands of the same Taliban that now don't let little girls go to school, that prevent women from going to work, to tell them how to dress, full Sharia law is in effect, et cetera, et cetera. And, and here's Al Zawari casually just hanging out on a balcony in downtown uh, at, at Kabul, and it was widely reported it's an al-Qaeda safe house. And now, thankfully, we were able to take the guy out. This, By the way, it's really cool missile that they use with this drone. It's it's the newest version of the Hellfire missile. It's a, it's a, a variant of the Hellfire family, and it's built as a precision weapon of targeted targeting for assassination, a specific instance just like this, when you know the exact location of your target. Anyway, it's it's the most it has its most distinguished characteristic in as much as it doesn't explode. It simply uses its weight, momentum and blade like appendages. There are four of them to kill. Now, it was first revealed in 2019 and it's been modified and it, it gets rid of the standard Hellfire's explosive warhead with a halo of six metal fins, not four, six that look like swords, and they're sharp enough to cut through concrete and steel on their way to a target. In other words, they can go right through concrete, right through steel, and then hit the target. And anyway, the lethal payload has earned the the name, the Flying Ginzu, or the, the Ninja Bomb, within the de defense community. It's des designed to be launched from uh, unmanned drones. It's 100 pounds, and it deploys the blades through its skin while it's in flight, and one U.S. official described the weapon uh, as, you know, speeding, literally, you know, falling from the sky with knives wide open. I mean, it's this is a horrible way to die. Anyway, good riddance. I'm sure he's in hell with his buddy, uh, Bin Laden. Um, all right, so last night we had a lot of primaries, a lot of interesting primaries. You had Kansas, um, for all the talk about Roe v. Wade, being overturned, overturned in the Dobbs decision and the impact on 2022, Kansas is probably the perfect case in point that all of the fear tactics, all of the hyperbole, all of the outright lying that has gone on, that it, oh, well, woman's right to choose is going to be taken away. No, it's not. Because in Kansas, they proposed a state constitutional amendment that would end protections for abortion. It's in their constitution. So the referendum on the issue, it's the first one since the Supreme Court decision, the Dobbs decision. And what happened there is voters in the state of Kansas, they flocked to the polls all day yesterday. And while this referendum would have cleared the way for lawmakers to decide, not the constitution where that right is protected, uh, in very strong numbers, the people of Kansas voted to keep the constitutional provision that allows abortion to be legal in Kansas. They rejected, in that sense, any opportunity for the legislature in Kansas to restrict abortion in that state. And everybody was thinking that that would never happen. Anyway, so if you look at the numbers, I mean, it was like 63, 38 the last time I looked. I don't know what the final numbers were. Um. So that was just one of the, the, the big races we were watching last night. Uh, in Michigan, 
I think we may have a rising star here. I've heard from a lot of people. I don't know her. But conservative commentator Tudor Dixon won the support of President Trump, and she got the nomination to challenge Governor Whitless Whitmer in November. So that's going to be interesting to watch. In Missouri, the president decided at the end of the day that either Eric Greitens or Schmidt would be, you know, good for the state. So, but Eric Schmidt run it, uh, won this by a pretty big margin in that state. It was a great night for Donald Trump. We'll get to that in a second. Um, when asked by ABC, there was a horrible New York debate last night. I mean, Gerald Nadler was dazed, confused. He was worse than Joe Biden. His opponents are standing, one Carolyn Maloney. Now, both of those are incumbents, but because of redistricting, they're now in the same district, so they're fighting each other. And a young Democratic politician, what's his name, Patel, I think, Anyways, he was he apparently cleaned up both of them because they're so out of touch. They're both in their their mid to late 70s. Anyway, so and and Nadler couldn't even stand for the debate. He had to sit in a chair and Maloney, by the way, this primary race because of the redistricting. Um, Anyway, Maloney made the comment that Joe Biden's not going to run in 2024. Now, maybe she knows something that other Democrats don't know. Um, it looks like last night's Arizona primary delivered a little poetic justice to the January 6th committee witness. You might remember Arizona House Speaker Rusty Bowers. He lost his GOP primary bid to a challenger that was backed by President Trump coming weeks after Bowers delivered his testimony before that committee. Uh, I think next week we go to Wyoming, where Liz Cheney is behind, according to the polls, in her race for the nomination for Republican Party out there, I think she probably is already aware that her odds of winning are not high. And I think she probably has her sights set on a presidential run, either as a Democrat or maybe as an, a third party candidate to try and siphon votes away from if it's Donald Trump on the ballot in, in 2024. Um, so Trump made 42 in endorsements in recent primaries. And if you look at the figures overall, Trump is now in terms of the candidates he's endorsed 157 wins 10 losses um and if you look last night with the attorney general candidate that he supported the secretary of state candidate that he supported uh the senate candidate he supported we were supporting bernovich he supported blake masters will now support masters in his effort out there uh and it looks like carrie lake who had been trailing for a big part of the night uh came through with a with a really strong finish, uh, but some of the vote is still outstanding. They've not made a call in that race yet. Uh, they did make the call in the attorney general race, but we're waiting for the Arizona governor race. Um, but it looks like Trump could have run the table last night. When we finally get calls in Washington, in District 3, in Washington District 4, it's hard to tell because their primary system, and Washington just takes forever to count votes, but it was... Any way you look at it, a great night for Trump, as, you know, when all is said and done, he may have ended up running the table. We'll see. Uh, so much from uh, the reports from the liberal media mob that Trump's political demise is imminent, uh, perhaps greatly exaggerated, which shows this urgency to take a one-sided committee hearing where there's no defense at all presented, there's no opposition voices at all, and they... They only give one side of a narrative 
and don't even want to hear from the main principal players involved in the safety and security of the Capitol, like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the sergeant of arms or the Capitol police chief. You know, none of none of those people actually got to testify. I mean, it was that's how one sided it was thinking, oh, we'll just hand all of this one sided information to the attorney general who's already politicized the Department of Justice and he'll make an indictment. That's what's going to happen. Well, uh, let's see over time. But you know what where their minds are at at this point, Democrats will do anything. Leftists in this country will do anything. They just whatever it is, they just hate Donald Trump. They don't want to hear about any other potential evidence, any other side of it, which is why they they bubble and fizz every time they hear his name or see his face. Anyway, so if you look at all the candidates around the country and in very key battleground states, Michigan, Arizona, for example, um, some fascinating results, all of it good if you're a Trump supporter. Uh, I think this pro-life amendment, it may be a, a warning for some Republicans, like, for example, I noticed, Linda, in your state of Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court, I believe, unconstitutionally has upheld the state's mail-in voting law. Yeah, Act 77, hot mess. Yeah, okay, that's a 5-2 ruling, and two Republican justices both voting no, meaning expanded vote by mail will likely be in place for these key races for governor in the U.S. Senate. But the only problem is your state constitution in Pennsylvania has very specific provisions that allow for voting by mail. And if they want to change the Constitution, there's a whole process for that. I believe this ruling is unconstitutional. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. And I don't think it happened, the timing of it with the USPS now having this new division that will handle just mail-in ballots, not to mention the fact that the USPS union endorsed Biden in 2020. So... Listen, I'm not against you can do mail-in voting the right way. Florida, I think, has figured it out better than any other state. And I think there's a way to do it right. Do I think that every state will do it right? No, I do not. Uh, But anyway, quote, we find no restriction in our Constitution on the General Assembly's ability to create universal mail-in voting, according to the justice in the majority opinion. Anyway, 5-2 ruling, two Republican justices both voting no, Mean, means expanded voting by mail will likely be in place for the races in November. I'm not sure if they can appeal this to the U.S. Supreme Court. I would imagine they could. And if I was them, I would. And I would do it immediately. Um, so we'll see. Two more prominent New York representatives join the list of Democrats that refuse to openly support Joe Biden. And, and that came out last night. I mean, they're running for the hills. When Jerry Nadler... And Carolyn Maloney both say, uh, I don't believe he's running for reelection in the case of Maloney. Too early to say, says Nadler, uh, doesn't serve the purpose of the Democratic Party to deal with it until after the midterms. You know, they're running away from from anything Biden. And this is where this this new candidate. I've never heard of this guy, Patel. Have you ever heard of him? I haven't. I mean, but if he's going to crush Nadler and Maloney, I'm all in. I like anybody who makes them yeah, look but dumb. Then he's going to he's, he's vote the same way they would vote anyway. I don't I mean, know that. I mean, you and I have talked about this before. If it's in New York, you don't have a lot of options. You know, you have to run as a Democrat. You really don't have a lot no, of it options. It would be good to see Nadler and Maloney both lose. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. By the way, a lot of articles today suggesting that AOC is the best option for the Democratic Party for president. You have a Democratic strategist writing this. 
Uh, anyway, Michael Starr Hopkins arguing in an op-ed in The Hill that he compared the congresswoman to Barack Obama as fresh air that the Democrats need for their party, AOC. Could you imagine an AOC presidency? I, I honestly am getting sick just hearing you talk about it. It's, Can I, you imagine? Oh, these people are so unqualified. What qualifies her to be? I wouldn't nominate her for. I wouldn't elect her president of her own apartment. I mean, it's what are we talking about? The president of her what? Her own apartment? You sh- she can't run her kitchen. Have you seen her? I mean, have you seen some of these videos she puts I've out? Seen it's frightening. Some of the videos. Pretty fascinating to watch. There's a there's a picture. Television cameras caught Joe Manchin kneeling on the chamber's blue carpet next to the presiding officer's desk, seemingly trying to convince Kristen Cinema to come over and, and support the bill. She has been nothing but quiet on this, refusing to say where she stands. It's now been a full week since Manchin and, and Schumer made their big announcement, made this deal, and the only thing we've read is that they purposely kept Cinema out of the process. So her resistance has Democrats so frustrated. Manchin, it's a funny picture. Do I think he was actually on his knees begging? No, but it looks like it. It's pretty funny. And as the uncertainty builds, Manchin is waging apparently a charm offensive to win over Kristen Cinema after he left her out of the secret negotiations with Schumer. Now, Manchin left Cinema a message on Monday in the hopes of talking to her and explaining why he struck the deal and why she should support it. And he tried to catch her on the floor for a conversation during the Monday evening vote, but without success. Manchin finally tracked her down on Tuesday when she was scheduled to preside over the floor, duty that is routinely assigned to a more junior member at the upper chamber. And television cameras caught him kneeling on the carpet next to the presiding officer's desk seemingly trying to talk her into it uh, I, I, do i now at the end of the day do i think am i putting all my hope in Kristen cinema i'm not if she ultimately caves the schumer mansion 500 billion dollar green new deal energy spending spree uh is going to become law and it's a disaster show the mainstream media loves to hate this is the sean hannity show all right 25 to the top of the hour 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program as we dig deeper into this mansion schumer monstrosity this this inflation reduction act that is the biggest lie ever told this inflation creating act that they're supporting not only does it hurt the coal industry, which hurts West Virginia in particular, um, we're now finding out that the Manchin-Schumer, quote, Inflation Reduction Act lie would reinstate 16.4 cents per barrel tax on crude oil imports and taxes on imported petroleum products. Why would Manchin go along with this at a time of inflation, record inflation, record high gas prices? Biden has tried three times to reinstate the tax, has been unsuccessful thus far. Why did he give in on this occasion? Anyway, the group Americans for Tax Reform say the tax will be paid for, of course, as usual, by you, the consumer, because you'll be paying higher gas and energy costs at a time when people can't afford to pay the the increases we're, we're experiencing now. 
Do you realize when you look at this bill and you really dig down deep, and it takes a while to, to cut through all the clutter and the weeds in this, but in less than two years, Democrats will have added $4 trillion in new spending. In less than two years. That includes a trillion-dollar bailout to states like, oh, California, New York. Why, why do red states that, that elect politicians that are fiscally responsible, that balance their budgets, that have balanced budget amendments, why are they giving, you know, all of this money, trillions of dollars, to states like New York and California? $1.1 trillion for new Green Deal pet projects and, quote, infrastructure investments, they call it. Investing in what? Solyndra on steroids? Now they've got another $500 billion to, impe- to appease the religious green climate energy cult that is basically running the entire Democratic Party. You know, it, look, despite the, the phony name, the Inflation Reduction Act, it doesn't reduce inflation. It's not going to bring down any cost for anybody any, anywhere. In fact, if you look at Forbes, they said on net, this proposal is a recipe for worsening inflation and persistent economic stagnation. If you look at the nonpartisan tax foundation, this is their quote. By reducing long-run economic growth, the bill worsens inflation by constraining the pro, uh, productive capacity of the economy. The University of Pennsylvania Wharton budget model that I've been quoting all week found that this bill will increase America's inflation rate over the next two years. And if you look at the nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation, they determine a majority of the tax costs from the bill will be borne by households, yep, earning less than $400,000 a year. And that means people, the majority of the $16.7 billion in year one, and new taxes will be paid by households earning less than $200,000 a year. And as far as corporations and small businesses and those in the manufacturing s- sector, they're going to get they're going to get clobbered with higher taxes and of course they don't pay taxes. They're going to pass the cost on to you, the consumer. So you end up paying all of it. And in order to, you know, squeeze we the American people, the bill doubles the size of the IRS. We have, what, 70-some-odd thousand IRS agents. Now we're going to add another 87,000 IRS agents? Now, it's not going to, that won't impact my life. I always say, you'll just get the Hannity treatment. I mean, I, I have it down to a science. I have an accounting firm, financial firm, with some of the best people. They, they do the first run of my, my taxes every year. Then we hand it over to my lawyer's tax accountants and then they do it separate and apart from my tax accountants and then the lawyers all go over it so i don't make a mistake and usually the words pay it pay it pay it pay it will come out of my mouth a hundred times in the course of the process well you you know you're probably eligible for this uh but they might question it pay it because there's no point because we already know that the irs is corrupt so with 87 more thousand IRS agents, who do you think they're going to be going after? They already go after the likes of me every year. So they're going to go after you. And by the way, they they usually get nothing out of me because we do it perfectly. And we pay all our taxes. And I advise everybody, pay your taxes. Just pay it. Linda, how true is all of that? You know for a fact it's all true. Yeah, it's pretty sad, actually. Yeah. 
It's just pathetic. Just why? Because I have political opinions and people of the IRS hate me so that I get It's been downhill since Lois Lerner. Ever since Lois Lerner, it's just been a nightmare. Uh, and and never nobody ever got held accountable, did they? No, she pleaded the fifth. Yeah, so you know, Manchin apparently doesn't trust the nonpartisan experts at the Wharton Business School, the Joint Committee on Taxation, the Tax Foundation, UPenn uh, Wharton School business model. None of that. So we're supposed to trust Manchin. Manchin was on with Harris Faulkner yesterday, saying over and over again, "No, that's wrong. There is no tax increase." Uh, no, Harris Faulkner was right. You were wrong, Joe. You're just wrong. It's your bill. You don't even know what's in it. The same Democrats who swore that the trillions of dollars of new spending wouldn't cause inflation. You know, the same people that lied to us. Oh, inflation is only transitory. We're supposed to put our faith in them. You know, the same people that that swore spending trillions will not cause inflation. We're in a recession. It's causing record high inflation. The same people that said the U.S. is not in a recession. Okay, we have two consecutive quarters of negative growth. That is historically the definition of a recession. You know, the people that stopped oil and gas exploration, let's see, in the Atlantic, the Pacific, in Anwar, uh, leases on federal lands, killed the Keystone XL pipeline that would have been done. We would be importing 900,000 barrels of Canadian oil every single day by now. The same people that tell you to go buy that electric car that cost you 20 grand more than a gas-fueled automobile, uh, charged 88% charge with fossil fuels, coal, and and natural gas, uh, and a battery produced from mining all these minerals like cobalt and nickel and manganese and and everything else from Mother Earth with big, heavy uh, equipment that uses diesel fuel. Okay, That, that, that makes sense to everybody, right? You know, but of course, you know, he's gonna get his favorite pipeline apparently that one of his donors will benefit from. I mean, it just the whole thing just makes me sick. And now we're going to raise taxes on oil when we're paying more for oil than we've ever paid before. Um, there's a Reuters piece out today. Now, we now have had six consecutive months, two straight quarters of negative GDP growth. We're in a recession. And Reuters is now telling us that the number of U.S. workers on the job and the total hours worked fell in July, according to industry data, before the release of the monthly unemployment report that is expected to show the labor market is cooled after a surprise economic contraction in the second quarter. It's not a surprise. We saw it coming. We kept quoting the Atlanta Fed predicting that this would happen. Employees worked approximately 12% fewer hours. Why are we working more hours? Everyone else is working 12% fewer hours. I need to work fewer hours. Anyway, in July, than in the previous month, according to the analysis. Uh, anyway, and uh, they tracked data for about 2 million employees working for more than 100,000 small businesses. The data aligned with expectations for a slowdown in job growth. By the way, this is exactly what Lawrence Summers says needs to happen if we're ever going to get a handle on this inflation. Uh, the Cleveland Fed, and we heard from the Minneapolis Fed, we heard from the Atlanta Fed. Anyway, the president of the Cleveland Federal Reserve Bank is now warning that the staggering 9.1% inflation rate that slammed all of us in June is likely to get worse when July numbers come in. Now, and he's, and they're saying that the Federal Reserve is going to have to go on 
raising interest rates because inflation is not yet even peaked. Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester said yesterday, we have more work to do because we've not seen that turn in inflation. It's got to be a sustained several months of evidence that inflation has first peaked. We haven't seen that yet. No, because it keeps rising. How can you peak when it keeps going up? Other federal uh, policymakers also signal that they and their colleagues remain resolute, completely united on getting U.S. interest rates up to a level that will significantly curb economic activity and put a dent in the highest inflation since the 80s. Great. Let's slow down the economy. Let's take out all the, the money that you had in your IRA, your 401k, all the equity you thought you once had in your home, which will evaporate pretty much overnight. It's happening already. Energy experts are saying the Biden recession is the reason pump prices are falling. Now, this was an interesting development I saw in the Wall Street Journal today. By plunging the nation into a deeper recession, Americans have been forced to cut back on driving, cut back on their air conditioning, cut back on long-distance vacations, and with the demand for oil way down, thanks to the depressed Biden economy, prices are finally dropping. And remember, in the lead-up to the second quarter GDP numbers, they were releasing strategic petroleum reserves just to artificially make it look like gas prices were going lower. But that's the temporary Band-Aid solution they've tried in the past before. And then as soon as they stop, you know, tapping those resources, which, by the way, we would need in the case of an emergency, uh, then all of a sudden the gas prices go up again. But now they're saying that people just can't afford it, so they're not doing it. Um. And it gets worse here. The, 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 um, if inflation hasn't peaked, it's, it, that, that's bad for everybody. Uh, let's see. Reuters reporting, number of people on the job, total hours work has fallen. I mean, what, so where are we going from here? What, what, is this, what does this mean for the average American? So the Blade had, Blaze had an article today. Two-thirds, nearly two-thirds of Americans now live paycheck to paycheck. I've lived that life. That's not a fun life to live. It's not. You're always worried about money. Always. And if you have kids, it's even that much worse. According to this report, new report from the Payments Lending Club, they're pointing out 61% of Americans, 157 million adults living paycheck to paycheck as of June. That's up from 58% in May and 55% from a year ago. And last summer, we were all worried how quickly the economy would recover. Now, as inflation continues its upward swing, consumers are finding it more difficult to manage spending and eating into their savings and financial pressures are mounting. Well, what's supposed to happen? You know, there's an interesting piece in the New York Sun, too, about the politics behind demonizing American energy producers. Why do we do that? Why do we always go after... Why do they demonize, for example, Walmart? I like Walmart. Why do they demonize big box stores? I like big box stores. Why do they de demonize big oil, big, big, you know, whatever it is, big pharmaceutical companies? Well, okay, those pharmaceuticals, you don't have to buy the pharmaceuticals. You don't have to lower your blood pressure. You don't have to lower your cholesterol. You don't have to take chemotherapy if you don't want it. But I'm kind of glad that they're out there investing what ends up being hundreds of millions of dollars before they ever get a drug that's approved and and brought to market and many times they don't even make it that far but yet they they lose those investments so when they finally get a medicine that actually works 
and goes through the approval process, well, we should be happy because it might save lives in the end. But let's demonize the pharmaceutical industry. Let's demonize big oil. Let's demonize, you know, how about big, how about demonizing politicians? These people are idiots. You know, they're just, they're so out of touch. They're so out of touch with what life is like for the average person. You know, for a lot of people in Congress, they're, they're making more money for them than they've ever, they could ever make in the marketplace themselves. Because they're not that great at what they do. You're not de- watching this debate, the highlights of it with Maloney and Nadler and this other guy. The other guy was the best of the three by a long shot. Now, what did I tell you was going to happen with the housing market? I told you new home construction is going to come to a screeching halt. I told you that sale of pre-existing homes will then also come to a screeching halt and that the home valuations are going to decline probably rather precipitously. 30-year fixed mortgage rate saw its biggest weekly decline since the beginning of the pandemic. Well, why? Because everything I predicted and told you was going to happen is now happening. In other words, uh, they're not going to be building new homes because people are not going to be able to afford them with all the interest rate hikes that they're having. We got a little window here. We got some good news where actually interest rates went down even after the 75 basis point increase last week. All right, we got a lot of ground to get to. Um, By the way, we're going to be in Dallas tomorrow doing the show from there, um, from CPAC. Looking forward to seeing people there. We'll be doing the TV show also from there. Uh, When we come back, Bill O'Reilly, later on Matt Schlapp, who's the organizer of CPAC. Um, I'll be giving a speech, which will be fun. I haven't been there. I've missed one year. I usually go every year. It's one of the few events that I do, I want to do. It is a lot of young conservatives go to these events, and honestly, they're the future of, of saving. They're the future to save the country. Put it that way. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the burner, less lethal pistol launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance, and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. 
And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other health care provider.